earthquakes, tornadoes, floods, storms, hurricanes. Those things are natural in the world that we live in. But what does the Bible say about those things increasing and getting bigger as the end times come near? That was kind of the question. <laughs> I, I was throwing some questions about the, the viruses that we've been having a lot lately. The coronavirus is a big thing, especially with travelers. And it's like everyone's kind of on alert. And it's something that while new in a sense that that one specifically is new, the concept of it really isn't new, is it? No, it's not new at all. And as a matter of fact, Jordan, as you talk, you remind me, back in the early 1980s, God gave my father, Oral Roberts, a prophetic word that there would be all types of new diseases that were going to strike people. And he said it is a satanic attack. At that time, uh, he predicted uh, and prophesied uh, about AIDS mm -hmm. and other uh, diseases that really weren't known to the general public. And we're seeing that over these many years. It's happened exactly like he prophesied. And it's, and it's, it's, it's a, it is a satanic attack and it's a sign of the end times. What does the Bible say about these types of well, events? When you told me that you wanted to talk about this, I immediately was reminded of Matthew 24. And I, I put my little page, Do what do you call these things? Bookmark. Uh, bookmark. <laughs> I put that uh, in, in uh, a minute ago in, in this, when you said that's what you want to talk about. Uh, in Matthew 24, it, and let me just read you this. It's, a, it's quite stunning what the Bible says. And beginning in the middle of the third verse, uh, what shall be the signs of your coming? Now these are the disciples asking Jesus, what are the signs of your coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said, take heed that no man deceives you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, see that you're not troubled. Well, when you see all going on in the world, it's hard not to be how, troubled. How do you find yourself not but troubled? But he said, he said, uh, uh, don't be troubled for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. You know, they can make movies about Armageddon and everything under the sun. With all, with all due respect, they have no idea what they're talking about because that's not the end yet. That's what the Bible says. And it says, if you go on in verse 7, For nations shall rise up, up against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines. We've seen that. Pestilences. We're seeing that now. And earthquakes in diverse places. I've been, I've been in three major earthquakes in my lifetime. And we um, don't live uh, in an earthquake central sort of place. Yeah. We don't live in a fault line. We don't, yeah. we don't live in a place that you, there are places that have earthquakes often, but yeah. we don't live in one of them. Well, I, I've been in, I've been in two Cali, I'm sorry, I've been in three California earthquakes. California has a lot. <laughs> that, it seems common, but I've actually felt like little ones in places that you're not supposed yeah. to feel It that. says earthquakes in diverse places. Exactly. Okay. And all these are the beginnings of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you, now she's talking about Christians, deliver you up to be afflicted and shall try to kill you and shall hate you. The earthquakes? No, 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 men. People, okay. People. And we're seeing that now all around the world. Mm -hmm. We've seen Christians beheaded in certain nations. Yeah, and by, even by coming different under countries. persecution in our own country. And, they, and, and then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. We're seeing oh, that right boy, now. Are we ever. I, I've never seen so much hatred oh, golly. in my life yeah. as I'm seeing in the political yeah. realm right now. Such yeah, hatred, so such bitterness. Um, and it, it's the Bible. Uh, and, and many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. 
And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. In other words, the people are going to be, going to be moving away from God because they don't want to be under that scrutiny any longer. And then, but he that endureth to the end shall be saved. And this, this is the greatest line of all. And this gospel shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. I can tell you exactly the day that the world we know it, that we know of will end, and that's when this gospel is preached in all nations as a witness. Then shall the end come. Not before, not until then. All these things should happen. But he said, be not troubled. Yes, there'll be tribulation, but be not troubled. I have overcome the world. How do you find yourself not troubled when all of this is happening around you, well, you as a human being? You have to have the peace of God. You, you have to allow the peace of God to rule and reign in your heart. God, I'm not going to be afraid. I'm going to be who you've called me to be, and I believe that you're going to take care of me. Jordan, I have to do that all the time. Uh, Lindsay uh, has, uh, has a concern over me when I go to some places in the world, and that's natural. Nothing wrong with that. It's natural. She's concerned about me, her husband. She's concerned about me as the father of our children. She's concerned about me in the ministry. Uh, she loves me. She cares about me. Naturally, there's a concern. But I said, Lindsay, the safest place in the world for me to be is in the center of God's will. You know, you can die in your own bathtub out of the middle of God's, out of God's will. Yeah. Uh, you know, and storms sometimes strike you when you're in the midst of God's will. Look what happened to the disciples when the storm struck them. Well, they weren't out of God's will. Jesus had said to them, let's go over to the other side of the lake. So they had to be in God's will. So, uh, but I would rather be obedient to God and do what he said and go where he said go than to be in disobedience. What if he's not necessarily calling you out to go places? He's just telling you to live your life. How do you protect yourself against these kinds of things? Well, you, I, I think you have to take natural precautions. You take, you take, normal, you take normal precautions. You know, you... you uh, you stop at the stoplight in your car. You, you lock your car at night. You lock your door. Uh, we still have Second Amendment rights in America. You're able to protect yourself and mm -hmm. you're able to bear arms. There, there are all kinds of things in the natural that you do. So you take precaution and you listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. At least yes. that's what I do. I mean, because there are certain times where you're not faced with danger per se, but mm -hmm. as someone who travels a lot and these viruses are going around, you are potentially putting yourself in a well, hazardous situation. Airplanes. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, the airports and are kind I, of questionable with some, some things. I go to tough places in the world. But if the Lord is leading you, follow the direction of the Holy Spirit. Well, the Lord gave me a promise many years ago that he would always keep his hand on me and protect me. And I received that promise. But I also don't act foolishly. There are certain places in certain cities that I don't go at three o'clock in the morning by myself. I mean, sure. I, I'm, I, I'm cautious. Don't I'm not put afraid. In a position. I'm not afraid, but I also use my brain. Yeah, he gave us common sense. Use it. Use common sense. And if the Holy Spirit is leading you and guiding you to something specific, I personally, at least, I would follow that no matter what it was. If if he specifically, and I knew beyond the shadow of the doubt, he shadow of a doubt, he told me to do something that others would balk at. I would follow the Holy Spirit regardless, because you're right. If you're out of the will of God, you can be at home protected from the entire world and slip and fall and have an accident. Now, there are several countries that the Lord spoke to me about years ago and said, you may not enter these, and he named the countries. List. Yeah. And I have listened to that and I have not gone to those places. And those places were not in the news 30 years ago. 
but they're in the news today. <laughs> well, and that's just following the leading of the Holy Spirit. If he, if he sent that list to you for a reason for you, and that, that might not apply to everybody. That may be a list for you only and someone else. That's the list God sent you to. Yeah. Who knows? Sure. Or you may be in the United well, States of America forever and never leave, and that's what he wants for you, and that's great. I know people that are having very effective ministries in those nations that yeah. I was told I couldn't go to. For whatever reason, so they have a, they have a calling and an anointing for that. Yeah. I don't have an anointing for those t- several nations. Follow the because the Lord told me not to go, so I'm not going there. But there are so many places that I do go and can go, and I'm allowed to go, and I'm called to go to. If you're not following the specific leading of the Lord and you're at home, how do you find yourself watching the news and it's just so negative all the time? How do you fill yourself with the peace of God? Well, there's a little button on your remote. It's called off. Oh, I thought you were going to say mute. You used to say that all the time, mute. <laughs> that usually meant mute, be quiet. You can't live your life by watching the news. You know, <laughs> now, I, I, I watch the news too, but I watch it sparingly. I, I don't, I'm not constantly tuned into news uh, because the news can strike fear in your heart. And that's one of the things that the news does to try to get you, get you hooked on it is to get you in fear. And, and I, I don't do, I, I watch segments of it and then I turn it off. But I spend a lot more time in my Bible and in the Word of God than I spend looking at the news. Well, perhaps that's good advice too. If you find yourself in a situation where the news is extremely negative or a disaster of some sort has just happened recently, find the information and then turn it off and spend some time start, in prayer. Start, time, start praying over it. Yeah. And maybe start praying over the people who are affected, especially if you're not one of them. Pray for those who've been affected by earthquakes or wars or other things. Well, earlier in the day, uh, uh, I did a, a Facebook post and uh, I, I had a time of prayer over the coronavirus. Yeah. You know, now now this is being seen a few days later, but but I, uh, I they talked about in the news earlier today as we're doing this, this video, about 120 Americans coming from China and they're being they're sequestered at an Air Force yeah, base yeah. out in California because of the coronavirus. And we had a time of prayer over that. I'm rebuking that disease. That's that's a new that's a new disease. And I heard doctors on the news talking this morning about how they believe that will that will fade out as spring and summer comes in. Well, I'm I'm praying for it to fade out sooner than that. Yeah, you know, absolutely. they got to get a hold of it. And thank God, I, I saw a report where they say experts are now are beginning to understand how that disease started. And because uh, and, and there are immune uh, experts and and uh, I don't know what the term is, ed, ed, uh, I don't know the medical term. Yeah, I don't uh, either. Infectious disease doctors. Yeah. Uh, that that that's their, that's their specialty for finding things like this. Uh, 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 how to stop it? And praise and, God for and modern I pray, science. And I pray for God uh, to to direct their hands and their experiments until they can find it. I remember my father when he was live. He he would go in. When we were doing cancer research in our hospital. Uh, uh, in Tulsa, we, he would go in and lay hands on the experiments. The doctors wanted him to come in and pray. And, and oftentimes God would give a prophetic word or a word of knowledge to the doctor from, through my father about how to find some type of, of cure mm-hmm. because that's what you're after. Yeah, and thank God for that because they're doing a good work and we pray that they're led yeah. by the Lord. Yeah, thank God for prayer. Do. Thank God for the work of the doctor. Yeah, and put them you know, together. If you, go, if you look in the Bible, you book, look in the book of Acts, you find uh, Paul and Luke together on the island of what we know today as Malta. And the Bible says Paul was praying for the sick and they were being healed and Luke was treating them medically and they were being cured. Now they were a healing team together. If you have a problem with doctors, you only, you only want prayer. Or if you have a problem with prayer, you only want doctors, you're getting half a loaf. <laughs> God's the source of all healing. Well, if it comes through prayer, thank God. If it comes through the doctor, thank God. 
who cares how you get it as long as you get it. You get it. Yeah. You're healed. It doesn't matter how it comes. And give the glory to God. Absolutely. Because he uses doctors to heal as sure. well. Sure. Those are, those are wonderful gifts that he gave us. The mind, too. If I get a headache, I pray and take two Tylenol. Yeah, absolutely. Because why limit well. yourself? Yeah. He, he gave us these resources on earth for us to use. And modern science is, is putting them together in ways every single day, new ways that we can use them for our benefit. And that's all from him, too. Well, hopefully this has been enlightening to you, <laughs> if not interesting. I know these kind of sometimes take a little bit of a left turn or a right turn. But what I really wanted to get at was when all of these things are happening around all of us, and they are happening around us all, earthquakes, wars, rumors of wars, all those things are very real today. What do you do when fear strikes your heart or you're watching the news and, and you're just so overcome with all this negativity? What do you do? And you do? see the terrorism. And you see the terrorism. I, I mean... There's, there's no way to hide out. Well, you can hide out in a cave for the rest of your life, but that's really no life. So what do you do? Focus on the word, focus on prayer, and be thankful that if you are not affected by those things, be thankful for that. And use your, and use your brain. Use your brain, use your common sense, and pray for those people who are affected by those things whenever they happen. Thanks for tuning in today. We pray this has blessed you, reminded you that there's no better place to be than in the middle of God's will for you. And no better thing to do than to pray when all those terrible things strike all of us. We'll see you next time. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We have a special offer available for you. Just click on the link in the description for your free download. And don't forget to subscribe and turn on your notifications. As always, you can find additional teaching and resources from Richard and Lindsay Roberts and request prayer at oralroberts.com. Or call the prayer group at 918-495-7777.